0: The Ride to Orbis podcast' main driving force is its community. If you would like to learn how to support the show, you can visit patreon.com slash forward ride to Orbis.
1: Just so you know, I'm eating some delicious, uh... Is chicken. Alfredo? Oh. No, it's shredded chicken with, uh, ramen.
0: Nice.
1: And bacon. And, uh, a bunch of chicken breasts. Put it in an Instapot. And then while I was cooking, I put like right before it finished cooking, I got uh, three chicken uh, creamy chicken packets. Put some seasoning in there, you know, salt, pepper. Damn, chef, broken. I know. Nice soup.
0: That was a terrible clap, but you know what? We're starting anyway. Welcome, everybody, to Rind to Orbis, episode two. We are here. I'm glad you are as well. Yeah, we made it. Broken. We had some technical difficulties, but we made it a weekend. We're on schedule. Five days after the first episode, that's really what all I want. Five days after the first episode, we're back with another one. That's a W. Welcome everybody, my name is Max Beiser. This is a gaming podcast called Ride to Orbis. Joining me is not Pringle the One, however it is Pringle the Two, Mr. Broken Wing himself. Broken, my friend, how are you doing today?
1: You know, just as usual
0: as usual I, I like the shades just for the listeners broken is wearing shades with two their x's are the, plus signs what are they
1: they're happy chaos glasses
0: okay reference to guilty gear very
1: nice yes
0: so for people that don't listen to this podcast live on the max spicer channel on youtube uh, i went on a rant so usually when we rec- record this podcast we record a video version as well that goes on youtube my lights aren't working. I already ranted, so I'm not gonna say anything else. But I am a little agitated. But it's okay. We got a good podcast today, so I my mood should get better as we go. Talk about some cool games. Before we talk about cool games, we got some housekeeping, as they like to say in the in the showbiz world. Are we the showbiz world? Are we considered? What are we considered?
1: We're considered. Uh, we're considered above. Uh, above like general drudge. So okay, I would say we're uh, because we're a lot, we're not like one viewer Andes, but you know,
0: are we not? I mean, we're pretty close to that. Three viewer Andes, <laughs> hey, thank you very much, all three of you. Hey, shout outs to those two, they're the real MVP. So, yeah, a little, <laughs> little housekeeping before we get going. Um, first of all, broken, how was your week since we last recorded Right Orbis? Uh,
1: not too bad, honestly. Work's work. work. Um, you know, how it is. Life, the daily grind. Yeah, I'm trying to... Every time I get a paycheck, I just cry because I just see it and it says, not enough.
0: Oh, uh, dude. <laughs> that's, that's rough. That's rough. Uh, I'm in the same boat. No pun intended. But, uh, yeah. So, I want to start here. Just saying thanks. Uh, from last week, we got some really nice... I guess, comments and just uh, overall nice words. People were telling us the nice words as they say in English. I don't know the good phrasing for that. They were just saying nice things. About the first episode of Ride to Orbis, the launch episode, the debut episode, people were, um, for the most part, ex-FGC Hollywood listeners said, hey, that was pretty good. We liked it. And some of them were like, hey, I still hate you, Mac, but I'll watch for Broken and Pringle. I'll take those too. That's a dub. So uh, anyway, yeah. Thank you everybody because we got some really, um, some kind words on both uh, Patreon and Discord. Um, I think somebody even wrote a review on Apple Podcasts. So go figure. Uh, after the first episode. So yeah, that was really cool. Um, so thank you, especially Patreon. We had, I think we had two people join at a dollar redo. So thank you for dollar dues. You can, you can always support this show. Patreon.com slash forward right to Orbis. Gonna start some, some stuff on there eventually. TMP will come back with guests and that will be on right to Orbis, the Patreon for probably maybe like a week exclusive. Then it'll go out in the wild. I will set Clayton out in the wild eventually. Um, <laughs> I don't know if the world is ready. But yeah, thank you to our patrons. Thank you to our Discord members, uh, which you can also join our Discord which is, I don't know, there, I don't know the link. But anyway, if you go to the YouTube version of this podcast, you can find it. It's usually in the description or in the pinned comment. We still need a name for our community. Still have not found a name. Um, what did Pringles say? It was uh, Oh, yeah, Heretics. Because it's, Heretics. A, it's a Final Fantasy Tactics. Because we were talking about, like, well, we can't say d or Heathens
1: and... You know, if we're gonna go with the if we're gonna go with that, we could go. We can do like I don't know, maybe no minions sounds kind of bad, minions. even though. It, <laughs> <Slimes>. even though <laughs> no, so minions because you know, like uh, the basic enemies in like in uh, RPG games are mm. usually minions. Yeah,
0: slimes. So, sl- <laughs> Ooh, slimes, slimes would be funny.
1: Yeah, <laughs> slimes would be cool because there, there actually are slimes in uh, MapleStory. There so. are, yeah,
0: green slimes, blue slimes, all sorts of slimes. Yeah. What if? All right, slimes could be it. It could be funny, but anyway, yeah, for a gaming podcast, why not slimes with the with a little uh, MapleStory homage there? I like it. We'll see what Pringle thinks. And yeah so uh thanks to everybody patreon discord by the way our mailbag is finally open so if you want to send us a question for one of our mailbag episodes coming soon to you uh you can do that be it on twitter at brokenwing777 underscore did i get that right or is it is it underscore No, it's,
1: it's, it is underscore okay
0: okay and then at max Spicer, at pringle the one and i think one it's just the and then the number one you can send us your question there on the Twitterverse or you can come join our discord send it there. There's a mailbag tab on Patreon. You can submit it there on one of the episodes or tell you what if you submit a review on Apple podcast just type your question there. I'll read it on the mailbag episode. So there you go mailbag officially open. We're taking questions. Another thing to note is uh, obviously we're talking about it no Pringle today. He is not on episode two of Ride to Orbis. I'm hoping he'll be on episode three. Just you and I, my friend, hopefully he'll come back. Shout out to Pringle. He's got to take care of some things. We already talked That's about- right. Yeah, uh, it's okay. Well, uh, we've done this many times and uh, we, can, we can handle the podcast. And we did change the podcast a little bit. We'll talk about that later because of Pringle's absence. But uh, like we said, still need a name for the community so we're working on that possibly slimes we'll see what happens and then uh the p4u tournament that I was talking about last week I ran that that was fun it was a su- success you donated to the pot late because you wanted to listen to Strip striptease which is from Persona 4 Golden uh shoutouts to you for donating to our community shoutouts to all the competitors I believe we got a total of 13, but 11 played because I had to DQ a couple people that couldn't make it. Shoutouts to Iron Bagel and Deco7 for a great grand finals. That was super fun.
1: Can we get a shout out to the guy who thought that we were playing Melty?
0: Oh, Pants! Shoutouts to Pants. <laughs> oh my god. So I told Pants in the Discord, I was like, Pants, enter my, enter my tourney. And he was like, oh man, alright, fine. And then he was like, wait a second. This is Persona. <laughs> I thought it was, I said melty because Zeo in the Discord keeps shilling melty blood, type Lumina. So he shielded so much, he just ingrained it in pants just, uh brain that, uh, yeah, when I said P4E2, he was like, oh, they must be talking about melty blood. So he entered and then he DQ'd himself. So,
1: oh well. Another, another one would have to be the one participant who thought we were playing on Switch.
0: Oh, RIP. Yeah. So he showed up on stream late after I started the tournament and he was like, wait, wait, can I join? And he was, and then it turns out he's on switch. So he didn't say what platform, but yeah, Hey, it was a success. Iron Bagel took the tournament. It was super fun. Um, you know, what I really liked is especially with fighting games, when you have beginners playing beginners, sometimes you'll get like really hype stuff happen. So it was, uh, it was fun. Uh, also thank you for commentating. That was, uh, that was great.
1: No worries. I thought it was a fun t- uh, tournament to commentate and to watch. My favorite thing was honestly how insane both players were. Mm-hmm. Although I did, I did love the fact that it was just it basically boiled down to mirror match.
0: Pretty much, yeah. A lot of Minazuki's, uh, a couple of Narukami picks, but uh, yeah. A few shows. Right. Yep. Uh, we had a Margaret in there. We had uh, yeah Yukiko Show. Yeah, it was it was good. So uh, hopefully those people that played in the tournament kind of have a taste for Persona now, and maybe they'll play more in the future. But overall, yeah, I, I would love to do more of that. I'm actually experimenting possibly with doing an old melty tournament. I would like to see how the CC caster slash concerto lobbies work. So we'll try to do a, a lobby night, uh, hopefully this weekend, and uh, play some old melty, just see if it works spectating-wise. Uh, I know Zeo really wants me to run a type Lumina tourney, but we'll see if that happens.
1: Luma is actually pretty good. Yeah, I like the fun. fact that I like the fact that you know Fate Grand Order is funding, <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> yep, Zio is uh funding the game, Obama is funding the game.
1: I Anyone just, that's uh, yeah, anybody that puts uh, money into Fate Grand Order, you got boots on the ground, okay? Y'all are out there funding the next season of DLC.
0: I know you keep giving the gotcha lords their money, I keep getting free DLC. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Thanks. It's it's a win-win uh, situation not all, all around, you know? It really is.
0: So, yeah. Uh, that's all we have for housekeeping. Now we can get to kind of what we're doing, what we're playing. Broken, I have a quick story before Go I get forth? to actually what I'm playing. My job hired this person. And you know how, like, you can just tell... Just by either first impression or or initial meeting with a person that the chemistry is off, right? Like it's, it's just not conducive to having like a good relationship, be it working or personal or whatever. And I just felt it right away. And this person is supposed to be, uh, one of my helping hands on a project that's going to be a long-term project. And I I just boil it down. I don't want to say it so that he's not a bad guy. And I don't really know how to explain it outside of just saying some people zig and some people zag. Uh, I think I am probably a zagger and he zigs. So we just don't mesh. And uh, it's been a week and I was like, man, I got months of this thing. I hope that he can crack a joke or something, which sucks too, because I, uh, I have other people that I work with that are super funny and chill. I was like, man, why can't I just keep working with those guys? I like those guys. So it kind of ruined my week. Not ruined my week, but like I definitely put a you damper know,
1: on there. You know, it's funny. I actually have people like that at my own job because mm. there are people like I, I zag a lot. You know, I like to be funny. I like to crack jokes. I yeah. like to be high energy, all that. Yeah. There are people just like me at work. There are people. Like this one girl that we hired, she's professional, all that. I like her. Her her always current mood is bitch mode. Of course,
0: service industry.
1: <laughs> you got it. she's like literally even if you try to crack a joke at her, she's like, "I'm not listening," or mm-hmm. this or that. And I'm just like, "Did anyone just like piss in your Cheerios in the morning?" She's like, "I always get pissed on in my Cheerios in the morning." I'm like, D- "Do you?" And she's like. Don't, th- don't take offense. I just like to be a bitch to everybody. I'm like, All right. what? how do you get pleasure from that? You know, just being
0: is she like a, she us. a
1: jaded OG? I guess she is a jaded OG, but mm. whatever. Have
0: you ever seen the movie Waiting? No, I haven't. You should watch it. Now that you're in the bar slash restaurant industry, watch Waiting. It's Waiting and then uh, Ellipsis dot, dot, dot. Uh, It's an old Comedy Central movie and Comedy Central used to put out some terrible movies like Good Luck Chuck and Employee of the Month or whatever, like with all the Dane Cook movies. Waiting is actually another Dane Cook movie. It's not, he's not the main star, but he's in it. And it's actually like a really fun cult little film about the service industry. So now that you're in it, you might appreciate it a little bit more because it's pretty funny. It's actually really good. As far as what I'm playing. It's still the Unfinished Swan, and man, honestly, this might be the unfinished game, because <laughs> I'm not having fun, man. This game is just not that fun for me right now, and I don't know. It's just, every time I play it, I have, like, the opposite effect of uh, when I play Persona. It's Like, when I play Unfinished Swan, I just don't want to play it anymore. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not it, doesn't, it doesn't keep me in, even though while I'm still playing it. So, but I do want to beat it, because, listen, I think I have a reputation of starting these games, and then just abandoning them. And I've done that with a bunch of them. The latest one I think was Lisa the Painful.
1: Ah, Lee, yeah. Lisa the Painful. I every yeah. time people tell me about what, you should play Lisa the Painful, the, the next quote is I can't wait to see broken in depression mode. And I'm like, well, what why would I want to be depressed playing the game? Yeah.
0: I didn't I didn't vibe with Lisa the Painful, and I love indie games, but so with unfinished swan man i don't know i'll give it another shot i really want to beat it just cuz you know i already got so far but when that's really your goal to beat a game just cuz you've already invested so many hours in it, i think that's the wrong goal to have but listen i've always abandoned games whenever i stop having fun i'll just see this one out to the finish i'll finish that swan damn it that's all i've been doing what about you
1: uh you know i have been playing ff14 so there's that yeah uh, A lot of Guilty Gear. Still sticking with Ram. Nice. I've been playing Melty. I uh, I stopped playing Shiki because I was like, I just want to see how Neco Arc is. She's very difficult because she's so low health. She is a joke character. <laughs> but like the problem with me is that like every character is very aggressive and she's a setup character. So you, you basically need to like zone, stay far away from every from the opponent and like set up and then hope to the RNG gods that you get something good to keep them away for you so mm-hmm. you can keep setting up and keep, like, you know, antagonizing them from afar. Bemo. But the problem is, is that the game is so aggressive. Like, yeah. even though they nerf shield, shield is still prevalent. Like, people will just, like, run up you shield, and you're like, oh, okay, cool, I guess there's all my zoning.
0: Mm-hmm. No beam move for you. And yeah, the items being randomized really makes it difficult to set up correctly, right? Because you're just like, well, I hope this is the right one.
1: <laughs> like, sometimes I hope I get spotlight, and then I don't get spotlight. What I get is freaking, like, tuna can, And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I could use the I could use the mana, but, like, I'd rather have something I can jump and hit so that I can keep them away from me. And right. then I could have tuna. But, like, no, I don't need tuna right now. And then sometimes it's... A fake grand order, but then it's not the mm. fake grand order we need. so it's like, oh cool, thank you, three knives. I, I really needed three knives, right. What do you saber right here?
0: So <laughs> yeah, that's what we've been doing. That's what I'm playing. Wait, you're um like a dragon on here. I see you're talking you're, you're playing that. What's going on with that?
1: So actually, fun fact, I'm playing it right now. nice as uh i will not do this because i'm not i know it would actually destroy your your screen and it will it definitely yes but uh i'm playing on my playstation 5 i've been playing like a dragon and uh that game is a a joy it's a pleasure it's a nice break from fighting games it's a nice break from MMO grind you know i found an arcade and i went in and i played uh I played, what was it, Virtua Fighter 2. Nice. And then I played, uh, what was it, Fantasyland? (laughs) (laughs) Like, literally, that screwed the story for a bit.
0: That's pretty fun. You know, I remember uh, playing those open-world games, and and Red Red Dead Redemption 1, I I spent so much time just going to random saloons and just playing horseshoe and poker uh, instead of actually doing my missions or whatever. (laughs) Like, it was just fun, like... So yeah, that's, that's one thing that's pretty cool about those open world games. It's the world is your
1: oyster. Plus, Yakuza games are really designed so that that way, like, the game knows you're going to be goofing off. Mm-hmm. They, they don't really care about you going from story mission to story mission. Right. In fact, most Yakuza games don't want you to do that. Right. Because at the end of the game, like, the bosses and all the enemies are very extremely difficult mm-hmm. if you just go through story. So the game's tend to want you to just enjoy yourself in the world you know like do all the side quests you know do all uh like build a business for some stupid reason you know (laughs) do all the things you can't do
0: in real life
1: (laughs) i know right so like that's what i love about the yakuza games is just like there's so much stuff Mm -hmm. and the game is designed to tell you do it like in persona the game kind of tells you to do it but it's it's like but you're restricted by this time limit and you're like okay cool so technically you just want me to replay the game so i can get all the endings and then i can actually get the true ending yeah. but like yakuza is like just take your time just, just do whatever you, you the world is waiting for you you're not waiting for the world you know yeah no that's that's cool you so know that? it's a nice of pace. <laughs>
0: that that's good uh i i've I found that i've done that too just playing too many fighting games instead of rotating to another fighting game i'd like you know play something else uh, but what you said when, you know you can do all these things there's a funny meme of uh, you know that girl who was like watching a video game i think she was watching like hitman 3 or whatever and he's going through a strip club and then she's like see this is this is why i don't like video games cuz they cater to the male fantasy or whatever
1: uh, <laughs> i remember that it was uh they were he wasn't playing that he was playing she they're playing gta 5. it was a gta okay yeah, it was a uh, it was a uh, adults react to GTA Five. Yeah. You remember the React Bros? Yeah, yeah.
0: So that yeah. became a meme, right? Where she was like, "See, this is why I don't like video games because it caters to the male fantasy." And it there was a there was a really funny clip on YouTube of like a, a guy just playing Sims and like building a house and was like, "Well, I can't do it in real life because I'm broke. So here's my home. It's got two
1: stories. I got a nice family." <laughs>
0: That's the male fantasy. Right Here's
1: my male fantasy of mm-hmm. me having a wife and child. Right. Little car in the garage.
0: So yeah, the true male fantasy. Um, yeah. So that's all we had to do for, or say about what we're doing, what we're playing. Um, and yeah, we got a little bit of news before we talk about a topic that, uh, too bad Pringle's not here. Cause I think he would have some, a couple of cents to share, but before all that, we got to catch up with some news. But before all that, we're going to catch our breath, take a little break, come back here in a second. Listen, there is... So I killed the one gnat. He has a buddy, and he's been flying all over the place. So I'm going to ambush this little thing and clap on it because, man, I hate gnats. Listen, he knows I want to kill him, so he's he can fear my murderous intent. So he's not going to fly by... But when I calm down and we start talking about video games again, he'll come back.
1: He's going to come right
0: back. He's like, oh, he doesn't want to kill me anymore. Bastard. All right. The gnat is still alive, but so are we. So that's good news. Brogan, we got some news to watch for. And there's a gnat. Flew right next to me. So, yeah. He's not going anywhere. But, uh, Anyway. I looked at my email, and you know what's cool about my email? I get these suggestions for games, and they're like, hey, Mac. It doesn't say that. But are like, hey, you should check that out. And I was like, hey, there's some cool games to check out on the news. Last week was uh, Phantom Hellcat and Emberbane and something else. I already forgot. Oh, uh, what's the Atlas game? Soul Hackers 2? This week, we got a few games. And i know that i'm totally showing my bias here because i'm the one that does the show notes so i'm like picking games that like i kind of like or i like the genre of but maybe you'll find these interesting as well so this one is called how to say goodbye now this is from steam the description how to say goodbye is a beautiful narrative puzzle game inspired by picture books recognize or reorganize the environment and solve puzzles to help a group of ghosts on their quest to finally move on. So, like I said, I'm a sucker for narrative-driven minimalistic games. I love that. Like, so think Braid, think of Monument Valley, which Monument Valley is really is a, like a great phone game, like on mobile. The Beginner's Guide, which is a, just a narrative game with a narrator. Uh, ironically enough, all those games. I'm a sucker for those. So, How to Say Goodbye really hits all of those notes for me. Uh, it has this like childlike innocence and just charm about it, but it still leaves enough room for a potential twist or a mystery or turn of events that could happen that's more mature or hard-hitting, obviously, because it has to do with the theme of death. You know, you've died. So um, also the beginning theme of the game, at least in that teaser trailer that they showed us, uh, reminded me so much of Omori that I was like, man, I have to add this to the show notes because I couldn't ignore it. Uh, So yeah, a lot of the gameplay from that trailer Appears to be interaction with the world, similar to Monument Valley, solving puzzles. But according to an article written by Android police, uh, they reported that you will have no direct control over your character, only with the environment. So making puzzle solving pretty unique, gives a unique take on puzzle solving. Lastly, the concept of a ghost who's attempting to figure out what happened to them why are they lost in an unknown world with a bunch of spirits that don't know where they're going? Uh, really interested in me. So I, I, I like themes like that, like, why are they there? So uh, we'll learn more about that game once it releases. Right now, planned release for How to Say Goodbye is sometime in 2022. And from what I understand, it is targeting Steam and mobile devices as of right now. Worldless. This was an announcement, I believe, at Gamescom. So this is again from Steam. Worldless is a stylized 2D adventure platformer with turn-based combat and a mind-bending interpretive narrative... Players will talk. They went a little overboard with this theme description. Players will walk the line between physical and astral planes. What is this, Blaze Blue, with a shapeless world embarking on a journey of self-growth and understanding? Man, this must be a Blaze Blue description if I've ever seen one. So, uh, Worldless is, looks pretty neat, actually. So, from the trailer, it looks like the game is attempting to take a spin on like some sort of spiritual journey as another layer. Regarding its narrative and, and gameplay, which that's alright, I guess, but um, I don't believe there's dialogue in this game outside of text that shows like where you're at in the world or goals, as, but as far as the characters or enemies, I don't think there's any text. Uh, I'm not sure I would call this game atmospheric, but it does seem pretty polished so far and It is really good looking, and uh, I like the combat, especially the fact that it's turn-based. It looks pretty free-flowing with its platforming. So I was like, huh, this caught my eye. Currently, this game is planned to release sometime in the window of 2023. So we only have a year and like three months to see if this game comes out. And the only platform known right now are Steam and Xbox being targeted for worldless. But I added this on my wishlist on Steam because I was like, oh, this looks
1: neat. I was going to say, I like how the, the design of the characters are. It's just dots, which is kind of yeah. interesting.
0: Yeah. Just uh, almost a stick figure with like a stick figure silhouette almost.
1: And then I saw the, the end screen image and it was like, oh, okay. So that's what you're technically supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. I get it. So, yeah. Um, looks neat. Yeah, I, I, I thought it looked neat.
0: Mm-hmm. Not a wishlist game for you, huh?
1: No, it's a wishless game, but it's one of those, like, let me finish what I'm playing games. Back burner? A, a, yeah, it's a backburner game. Not a, let me drop what I'm doing right now to play this game.
0: Very nice. Um, this one will be more so in your alley, Broken, because this is not a game. This is a piece of news. SNK cross Capcom appears to be imminent. So speaking of... Yep. Speaking to VGC last week, SNK's lead producer Yasuyuki Oda mentioned how both Capcom and SNK are interested in pursuing another collaborative title. Oda referenced the promotional posters which were released at EVO 2022, the biggest fighting game tournament in the world, featuring artwork from both SNK and Capcom games, and how well the nostalgic merch was received by fans. Oda was pleased by the promotional work and said that this is definitely reconfirming that a collaboration between the two fighting game staples is one of the most wanted things from the fighting game community across the entire world. That's a hell of a sentence right there. When asked if there were any specific plans in place, Oda replied with, We haven't really talked in detail with anybody at Capcom about it. But definitely, in the future, that's something that I think everybody on all sides and both parties are interested in making a reality.
1: So here's my thing. I love c v s two all right it is a it is a golden child. You remember how I told you there was two games I would like if these two games came out, it'd be like the uh my my wish list is over? I remember one of them already finished, right? One of them came out, which was Melty. Mm-hmm. I was like. If we can get another Melty, I'd be happy. Which I am happy. Okay, yes. Melty Blood Type Lumina is a great game. My second game, I said, was if we get CVS3. And I'm going to say this. This might be a little bit controversial. I want S- uh, SNK to handle this one. I don't want Capcom to handle it like they did with CVS2. Solely because I think the way Capcom handled CVS2... Uh, was kind of odd in the fact that it was street fighter and guests versus king of fighters and guests you know mm, i get you like it basically was just it wasn't cvs you know capcom versus SNK. it was street fighter versus king of fighters right so what i think with SNK is that they would go deeper into their library of characters you know and they'd be like hey let's get more cool representations of characters, you know, from our library of fighting games versus Capcom because Capcom has tons of fighting game characters that they would just love to use. Like, do we really need to have every Street Fighter character and then Morgan included and then we, we call it a day? Like, I get it, Morgan is a character that is going to be in every CVS or every game where Capcom's involved in, but like, can we have, I don't know, Jetta. Could we have you know like Ace, somebody from the Capcom library that isn't just the Street Fighter character? You know, Mega Man. Mega Man would be great, and hell, <laughs> let's get Old Man Mega Man. Old Man
0: Mega Man, like the Street Fighter Cross Tech in Mega Man.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would love that.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: but and we can get uh, we can get uh, what is it like uh, the role from that because the role from mm. that looks like. <laughs>
0: Correct me if I'm wrong, though, usually when you have a collaborative title like that, and they're both teaming up, I would assume that they would have developers on either side working on this game. Together? Yeah, so I, would, I don't, wouldn't I think that it would just be all on SNK to create this game if it were to happen, which it seems like it will. By the way, I do believe that that was FTC Hollywood episode 14, uh, where you said that you wanted a new Melty Blood and you wanted the CVS3. So that was, like, from 2020, I think. So uh, you might be getting your, your wish three years later. You already got your, half your wish.
1: Um, they said that it's going to take them 20 years, but they don't want it to take 20 years. They want it to be f- sooner. Mm-hmm. Now, here's my thing. I would love another CVS. Like, I would love for them to start working on CVS right now, except my real answer is, please work on Garo Mark of the Wolves before you... Before you even drop, because they greenlit Garo, Mark of the Wolves, the sequel. Yeah. I would love for them to at least finish it, let it be a polished game, you know, let it be, let it give, give it a chance to flourish and then work on CVS 3. I don't want them to be like, okay, we got to work on CVS 3 and Garo and then like both games don't get the love because, you know, CVS might actually overshadow Garo. That's my problem.
0: Yeah, it definitely might, which that would be unfortunate. You know, I n- this doesn't really have anything to do with CVS3 per se, but I would hope that if this game comes out, and actually same thing with Gaara, Mark of the Wolves, when that comes out, I hope it's in 2D and not because of the whole, you know, oh, I love KOF 13 thing, right? Like that's a separate argument that I think people just like to bundle whenever you talk about SNK and 2D. I just hope it's 2D because I find that the only 2D games that come out now are anime games specifically Arc System work games. And I would love it if there were like, there's just a different flavor in the mix within the 2D realm that's not the whole, you know, 2.5D with 3D models or whatever. That's not like Melty and and System. It would be cool if SNK came out with a 2D. Honestly, it'd be cool if, any other developer came out with 2d that's not
1: like well i would say the only people i was gonna say the only people currently that are doing it is uh indies well that and also well not arxis no i would say uh french bread because french bread right they're killing it but like they're they're doing pixel art and their pixel artists are beautiful yeah all right like i love their pixel artists but like and actually, at this point, I don't think French Bread could ever make a three D game. I don't. I don't even want to see them try to. I don't do want that.
0: them. They they've mastered their craft with the, the pixel art, but
1: I would like uh, to see one of
0: the bigger developers kind of go back to it. I know it's more expensive, but
1: I, I don't know. This
0: whole three D thing is like, well, two and a half. Maybe. D.
1: Here's the thing. I think it's okay as long as they do it the way Blaze Blue did it, which was they have all the characters are three D modeled. And then they use the 3D models to like draw the pixel art.
0: Yeah, I could see that. Because
1: we'll that's what they do. That's what they do with them. Fighting Herds is all the characters yeah, are all hand drawn models. Yeah. But yeah, but they're they're all 3D models, and then they hand draw. So that way, it's consistent. Yeah, Skullgirls. That's Girls. why. Yeah, Skullgirls is just hand drawn, mm-hmm. and that's why that takes longer and why it costs more to make DLC for it. Right. Mike Z died for nothing.
0: Uh, broken. I hope we see CVS3 in the future. That'd be pretty dope.
1: Uh, Before we take our break, before we get to our topic here, quick, you want to do a wager? Sure. I'm always down for a wager. Okay. CVS3, Tekken, Cross Street Fighter. Which one comes first? Yes.
0: Hmm. I'll let you pick first. And I'll take the other one.
1: You know what? got a quarter right here. All right. So the quarter will take my bet.
0: Then I'll tell you which one I think it's going to be. Well, you just completely dropped your quarter on the carpet. Nope, I see it. I see it. I see it. It's under the bed. It's gone forever.
1: So the quarter that I fumbled, Uh it has given me tails, which means that I will be saying Tekken Cross Street Fighter. Okay.
0: So... That was going to be my choice, too. I was actually going to say, I think Tekken Cross Street Fighter is going to come out before CVS3. But I tell you what, I'll take CVS3 just for the wager. And we'll uh, okay. we'll come back to this episode sometime in the future when one of those games comes out. And uh, we'll say, see, I told you so. The coin never lies. Anyway, we'll take a short break and then come back.
1: You know, I'm actually enjoying this coffee right now. It's giving me a nice, calming buzz. <laughs> coffee buzz? It's a calming buzz, you know, it's like coffee gives you a buzz, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it's, it's nice and calming. You coffee know? gives me a jitter. I don't know about a buzz.
0: All right, Broken, the net's still alive through an hour of podcasting.
1: That was your finger, by the way, I saw you clap right on it. I
0: know. Yeah. I, I didn't hit it nearly as bad as the first clap of the podcast, but we're doing all right. Hey, we, we got a topic. I called it games we love, but should hate. So because there's no Pringle today, initially the topic today was supposed to be the spoiler cast slash review discussion games that we were going to order. We had 15 of them. We were going to pick three, but because no Pringle, I decided, you know, let's pivot away from that spoiler cast review discussion list and do something else because I do want all three of us to be present once we discuss all that on the podcast. So hopefully that'll be next week. For this week, I figured, let's talk about a little topic that I kind of wanted to talk about for a while. And I had planned for this show. I didn't know that we we're gonna do this this early, but uh, hey, better late or better better soon than never. Uh, that's not a saying, but anyway, this is a Northern topic- Happened
1: yeah, later. Yeah, now than later. That's
0: the saying. There you go. Thank you. Uh, so this has to do with games that we personally love. But the consensus is that they are bad or that give us many reasons why we should not love them. So everybody has those games and I figured, let's talk about a couple of them and literally a couple, because I only have two that I can really point to. that, are like, man, I love these games, but I, I wholeheartedly know that like I shouldn't. So I figured this is what we could do first we can pitch our game and say why we love it, right?
1: And then or what you you want to do it the opposite way? No, 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 no. We're doing it. I I actually realized if that's the case, I might take off one game and change it for another game.
0: Okay, hey, you do you. So There we go. I'm going to I'm going to pitch my game and tell you why I love this game so much. And then I will tell you why other people say for the most part why they don't like this game. And we'll see if we can meet in the middle here. So we both have two games here. I'm going to start with the first one. And if you've been around the FGC Hollywood slash the Orbis Discord for the last two years, this should come by no surprise. It is Alice Madness Returns. It's an EA published game made by Spicy Horse. It's a sequel to Alice, which, which is American McGee's Alice. The premise of this game is a dark take on... Alice in Wonderland it's not a canon take but it's a darker take very mature psychological dystopian almost and it's a game that was really attracted to me because the fact that Alice in Wonderland is it's a story that's like a children's story but it also has like very mature themes to it even as a child you can be like oh that's that's not normal right so
1: like, and, uh, what is it? The queen wanting to behead people? That's kind of not normal. Yeah,
0: and especially if you read through The Looking Glass, that's another one where it's just like, whoa, hold on. So when I played Alice Manders Returns, I was like, man, this is so cool because it takes like a childhood story and a childhood character that you know. And the world, in my opinion, was like super interesting with how they made these characters. book or like childhood. Oh my God, I can't talk. Childhood childhood storybook characters. How they made them these grotesque beings, evil, just awful, dystopian world that is not supposed to go together with a children's story. And they did it really well. They gave these characters a dark narrative that I can't look at those characters the same after thinking about how American McGee told that story. So... I loved everything about how they portrayed Alice and especially how they handled Psyche in the game because the whole point about Alice is that she goes from old Victorian London to Wonderland and she goes back and forth, back and forth and eventually it becomes difficult for her to discern reality and fiction because she's literally trapped in her own mind. So I just thought that the way that they tackled that issue With somebody dealing with trauma by literally going to another world was very interesting and There are a lot of traumas there that have to do with Alice and they're layered and you figure that out over the game Now, why is this game as Pringle likes to say it cheeks? It has a lot of issues mostly because EA Rushed it, right? So spicy horse is the developer. They're working on this game EA was like hey, we need to get this out for holiday season so of course, EA being EA, they tell Spicy Horse, get going, and the game basically. They put out a trailer, I remember, the alpha trailer showed so many cool things that Alice could do, which she could shrink down to size of an ant. she had multiple different weapons, the traversing was different, the platforming was different, and what we got was basically the BB tag version of that, where they cut everything in half, and they were like, here's the game, hopefully you enjoy it, And the game was still fun, but we saw so much potential in that initial trailer, and we saw what got left on the cutting room floor. We're like, damn, we had so much more if they just had more time, and we didn't get it. But the game came out with a just a plethora of like issues. I mean, invisible walls were the number one thing with that game. It had platforming issues with just platforms just not appearing when they're supposed to. Uh, you had cutscene issues, camera issues just a lot of different quality of life issues. So it didn't seem like they had enough time to really polish this game. So it got most of its critique came from a gameplay standpoint. I was like, hey, this game just doesn't work right when it needs to. Everything else is fine, but it just it needed more time in the oven and it just didn't bake properly. So blame EA for that. But uh, that's a game that I just I'm like a story guy. So when I see a story that I really love, I was like, man, I love Alice. But I do see how that game is flawed. And so Alice Manus Returns is my game I should hate, but do love. That's my first one.
1: All right. Uh, you don't have to sell me on Alice, by the way. I love the Alice series from American McGee. It's a good series. Um, my game, I just realized that both my games were waifu games. Or waifu big games. <laughs>
0: oh my god.
1: So, uh, my series is uh, my, the first one is the Mega Dimension Neptunia series. So, to explain what the Mega Dimension Neptunia series is, is that basically, video game consoles are female characters. So, Neptunia, or Neptune, is basically the Sega Neptune, a console that never existed, but like was supposed to exist, but got cancelled. Her little sister is the Neptune Game Gear, which is, of course, the Game Gear. Um. There's uh, there's Xbox who is Vert. Uh, there is uh, the latest PlayStation console will be. Uh, no, I forget her name is like Nor or something like that. Anyways, every character has like a like basically a console.
0: Isn't there right? one? Isn't there a game like that where they're like cleaning products like Clorox John or something like that? <laughs> you
1: know what I'm talking something about? like that. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. Basically. So, here's the thing. I like it because it's it's lighthearted. It knows what it is. It knows that it's a, it's a crappy game. So, it, it plays on that, and it plays that it's, it's a video game. It's very self-aware. Alright? What kind and of video like, game? It's a... Um, it's nom- a term... Somewhat? It's a term-based RPG. Okay. So, basically, most of the games are turn based RPGs. They're games where it's like it cuts the mold and it does something else. But nine times out of ten, it's a... It's a uh, turn based RPG, and the way it works is that a lot of the characters are the the main characters. The main eight are consoles, and um, they have the ability to turn on their EXE or the HDD, which is basically hard drive uh, and executable. <laughs> is there a Weechan? <laughs> yeah, there is actually. <laughs> That's <a> the, <laughs> it's the uh yeah, basically, she's, uh, her name is, I think, is Noir or something like that. I thought that Basic, was PlayStation. Or Blonde. No, Blonde. <laughs> it's Blonde. Okay. And Blonde is this little, like, lolly girl that just hates everyone else no, of because... Of course.
0: Of course, Nintendo character. Nintendo console would be lolly.
1: Yeah, she's a she's an angry woman because she's like, I don't have big boobs, and I want big boobs, and I'm angry because I'm also short, and I want to be taller than everybody else. Okay. So, you know that kind of person that kind of characteristics and all that
0: who's your favorite anyway, waifu console
1: i actually like the playstation like girl because she's technically like a uh tsundere. okay i like uh I, the th- reason why i like it because i kind of like the lore i like that it doesn't care it, it knows what it is it knows it's waifu bait so it does waifu bait shiz i know it knows that it's it's a bad game so it does bad game gimmicks and all that like Oh, wow! The enemy is approaching. Whatever will we do? and it just goes into it. I also like that like game companies are also characters, but they don't have like super powered abilities, but they're like characters that you join in your party like there's a Capcom character, there's a Falcom character, you know stuff like that. So I always enjoyed like it's it knows what it is. it knows what that it's not supposed to be good, and that's why a lot of people don't like it is that it's just it's a waifu game. So mm. people think that it's just generic BS and they it also it's very tropey and like very like twenty-five dollar made game. So like a lot <laughs> of the time like the story beat is literally done in like 2D animation where it's like visual novel so characters barely move, you know? Mm. Like there are moments where like you'll see characters literally They'll grab the character. You know how, like in those old school animations, where they'll instead of like actually having motion and stuff, they'll just grab the character's model and just move <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> they'll do that a lot. Like there is no actual like cutscenes, and if they're actually cut scenes, it's like for like very major moments. Yeah. But it's mostly just here's this... my character model, here's your character model. We'll talk, we'll bounce, and, th- and that is. So it's, it's like sure very string budget. Huh? Yeah, it's it always looks like it's poorly made and all that. And so people and also they're very grindy games. Mm. So like people don't like the fact that they're very grindy. But I always enjoyed it because the game knows what it is. It knows that it's a parody game. It knows that it's a waifu game. So it plays off those efforts and it knows that it's like a low effort game. So it it just has fun. Like the pe- the, the creators know that, oh, OK, this is what it is. So I always enjoyed that. Have you beat it? I've beaten a few of them. They're the latest ones that just came out are not Canon. I think the last Canon game that came out was uh mega dimension. Okay. And I haven't beaten that one, but, uh, yeah, mega dimension added a PC version. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And PC is kind of interesting, but, uh, Linux Senpai. <laughs> no, there's no Linux Senpai. Oh uh, no. Yeah. No. But uh I, I liked the I liked it because uh it's it knows what it is and it knows what it's trying to be. The cool. most of the games that are being made now are non-canon like spin-off games. Mm. Like there was one that was basically a 2D action RPG, which I thought was really cool. Basically in the veins of um what is those games called? It's the ones by uh like uh, vanilla vanillaware, you know what i'm talking about i don't know i don't really play vanilla vanillaware games oh okay um odin sphere and stuff like that that's what i'm talking oh, about oh
0: yeah yeah the vita yeah
1: yeah mm-hmm. so they're they're the one of the games was that and another game was basically funny enough hide with the next game on my list <laughs> all right um so yeah they're not they're not adding actually making canon games right now. They're just being like, Oh, here's spin-offs.
0: Nice. Maybe that's where I saw that Clorox chan. Or I think I'm pretty sure I saw that on Twitter.
1: But you probably saw that on Twitter. Yeah. That's,
0: that's funny. That's a funny concept for a game. Uh Mega Dimension series. All right. I'll have to look it up on Steam, just for a good laugh. I got one more game here, and this is a fighting game. And I don't know how many I've never really spoken about this game before with other people, at least in length. It's always been like a joke, but I really wonder how many people actually enjoyed Tekken Revolution. Because, just to paint a picture here, so Tekken Revolution came out during the PlayStation 3 days. It came out after Tekken Tag Tournament 2. It was a PlayStation 3 digital-only free game. So you could download it on PlayStation 3... Digital only, and you could just go online. It's online only. Uh, You had to have an internet connection, I believe, to play this game. And they just gave it to you on PS3. So for people like me, that then like Tekken Tag 2, it was another option back in like 2013, I think, this game came out. Did you ever play Tekken Revolution?
1: You know, the fact that you just described it I remember it all the way, and I remember the reason why I didn't like it. It was this stupid ticket system.
0: Yes. So we'll we'll get to why the game, all the flaws that the game has, right? So the game is, uh, right now, it, it's, it's offline. So you couldn't play Tekken Revolution if, even if you wanted to because the service got disconnected, and it was only on PS3. So that game was an experience that you could only have had during... 2013 to when they disconnected the servers which i think was like 2017 so you had like a four-year window to play this game and after that it's done so revolution was cool to me because one i actually felt that it was more so fluid to play than tag Two, as far as tekken it, w- it felt to me more so like a reimagining of tekken 6 if you put a lot of bullshit in tekken 6 which 6 already had plenty of bullshit but this is like a souped up version of that they had invincible moves on a bunch of powerful attacks especially the launchers the, the the powerful ones like snake edge so they sped up snake edge and they made them invincible and all the armor moves that you're used to now in Tekken 7 that uh, take hits and you can still go through them were also power crushes in the form of invincibility so Asuka I think her tooth fairy which is a really powerful launcher was invincible and I remember Lily's backswing blow was invincible, and King had just—I uh, mean—so many just cheap moves. But the game was actually like super fun because it felt like it felt good to play, right? It and it had this cool idea of you can upgrade your character in almost like an RPG way, and you can give him strength, you can give him health, and you can take that character online, and so you can either take more hits or do more damage. And again, the it being free was neat because you could just play. Unlocking the characters gave me kind of like a feeling of like, hey, I'm actually doing something because like, you know, the more you you win and you gather your currency and all that, you can unlock characters, you beat arcade mode. So it was, it was just a fun experience. And I think I really think fondly of, about Tekken Revolution because of the fact that I didn't have a good time playing Tech 2 online. Revolution still had, you know, terrible 2013, like circa 2013 uh, delay-based netcode, but back then, I just remember having more fun playing that game. And just my opinion, I thought that the characters looked better in that game, graphics-wise, which they were trying a new art style with Tekken, than Tag 2. And a lot of people didn't agree with me, but I actually thought I I liked the way that, that Revolution characters looked. Here's the bad, though, right? So... You had the ticket system, which you alluded to earlier, which meant that you can only go online a certain amount of times. And if you lose all your tickets online, you can't play anymore. You got to wait a day. And I don't like, I don't even remember if there was an option to buy tickets. Like it wasn't even a pay to win. It was just like, like pay and wait. (laughs) Like if you lose, you just wait. I don't remember there was like a way to buy tickets. You just had to like hold that L and literally not play the game until they recharge, which took like six hours for like one ticket or whatever. So yep, I remember that. So that was a weird thing that they were going with. The other weird thing was that yeah, the characters were limited, so you really had to like play Jin or Nina like for a long time until you can actually unlock somebody that you want to play. That was a little annoying, and the other part that I remember was that I really didn't like is that if you were on ranked match, you almost always had to listen to your opponent because their mics was o- were always on. Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so there was so much shit talking, and if you didn't have a mic, you would just have to listen. And I don't, I never re- remembered if I could turn that off. I don't even know if there was an option to turn that off. Uh, I think in lobbies you could, or maybe it was vice versa. In lobbies you couldn't, in ranked you could. But I just remember, and then like all all the other features that come with the fighting games, like training mode or anything else that you want to do offline was very limited, pretty garbage. But the game itself, I remember being really fun. But the biggest problem was the ticket system was ass and the invincible moves were really cheap. (laughs) Really, really cheap. But I just, I, don't, I just remember thinking fondly about Tekken Revolution because it, it gave me an escape from Tag 2. So I credit for that. But I do see the problems with it. So as far as a free-to-play model, I don't think they should ever go with that route again
1: because it didn't work I think, out. Uh, I think there is a way to do play to, uh, free-to-play models for fighting games. But uh, I think what is going to happen is that Project L will show how to do right. free-to-play fighting games. And so I feel like we need to just wait for Project L to come out and then we could be like, this is how you do it. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I remember that game, and I remember hating it. Remember, yes, listening to everybody. Yeah.
0: Tekken body. fans do not love Tekken Revolution. I just enjoyed it because I didn't like Tag 2. And it was like either this or Tag 2. So
1: I chose cheese. <laughs> yeah. So here comes my second game. I have to ask you, before I begin, I need to ask you a question. Okay. Have you ever played a banchero guy? I no. think that's what the genre is called. It's a banchero or something like that. Basically, you know, the Dynasty Warrior games where it's like you have an overpowered character and you just go through and you just kill a bunch of like dreck enemies and then you finally fight this boss character who's basically the same as you. No, I never really liked those games. Okay, then... I guess I will not be able to, <laughs> to like, sell you on this because that's what Seren Kagura is. It's is basically that, where it's, uh, you, you're basically these female ninjas. Okay, yes, we get it. Seren Kagura is, a, is one of those games where it's like, oh, it's a game where you should play with one hand. Um, can, can
0: I interject here really quick? Yes, go ahead. I got roasted by Senran Kagura people online because I didn't know... Well, I think I looked at my notes and I fumbled the, the G and the K. And I didn't know about Senran Kagura. And I, I think I did a voice line for one of my videos talking about BB Tag. And I was like, hey, has Ruby on there? And I said Senran Gakura. <laughs> and I didn't know the name of the series. So all these Senran Kagura people in the comments were like, hey, what the fuck? It's Senran Kagura, you asshole. <laughs> oh. So they roasted yeah. me
1: back to it so i like it because unironically the lore for seren Kagura is pretty interesting but the lore is very hard to get correct for the game because the game knows it's a waifu horny bait game Mm -hmm. because basically you can like strip your opponent naked and Mm -hmm. so like basically it knows what it is and it knows that it's horny bait and so like nine times out of ten while you're trying to figure out what the like, while you're trying to go through the game and trying to do the lore, there's always like, oh hey, you're all scantly cladded, or oh hey, funny gimmick moment. And then, like, you're like, okay, that's cool and all, but get back into the cool lore where it's like, oh hey, one of the characters is trying her best not to like disappoint her clan because her parents did the right move and didn't kill some kids, and now they're being hunted. And the only reason why they're still alive is because she has to take a responsibility or another one, which is like, Oh, Hey, these group of ninjas are considered like bad guys solely because they decided to not be villains. And so rather than not be villains, they're now out in the hiding and this and that, like it's very deep lore. And like the story is pretty deep and serious, but again, people don't like it because again, it's, it's horny bait.
0: See, I never, I've known of the series. I've never would have checked it out because I, you know, I'm just saying, taking it at face value. It definitely looks like a waifu bait sort of game, which to me, like that doesn't that doesn't interest me. Um, I wouldn't have not put together the fact that that game, being what it is, when you just look at it, would have lore like that, which is a bit of a shame because. I mean, listen, if you can look past that, then cool, then you get best of both worlds, right? You get to just watch waifus and they got a good lore, which is great. But normally when you're being sold on the waifu bait stuff, it doesn't come with the other stuff, right? You know what you're getting into, which um, I think it deters a lot of people from playing that type of game. Same, I mean, and it happens the other way too. Like, if a game is way too serious, you know, people are like, oh, I don't want to play that. It's too, m-. and then if you play it's like, oh, actually, it's got it's pretty funny or whatever. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'd never really gotten into Center on Kagura just because of the fact that at face value, I was just like, I don't,
1: I just yeah, didn't. basically, at face value, it doesn't explain how deep the lore is, which is really good. Like, if you actually ask people who play Center on Kagura and they actually play it and not just, oh, I'm just here to just jack off they'll tell you that like while the gameplay is kind of limited because it's a uh it's a bonchero game which basically means oh you're just overpowered and you're just killing drex until you fight the boss yeah. which is basically then becomes like a uh a four for like a smash or not a smash like but a 3d arena brawler mm. um are you fighting other kinda...
0: waifus by the way when you're in the dynasty yeah. warriors okay
1: yeah, you, basically the way it works is that you go through the dungeon, and then once you get to the boss, you fight one of the major, like one of the five members from one of the four or five uh, clans. Okay. And each of the clans are kind. Clan- one of the things that I think is interesting is that what each of the clans are are destitute to a, like a certain thing. So in the in the world of Senran Kagura, there's two types of ninjas. There's good ninjas and bad ninjas. Good ninjas are ninjas that work for the government. Basically, they like they're the good guys, and bad ninjas are mercenaries. They're the bad ninjas, you know, they do, do all, all the evil stuff, but, like, the, there's a one one clan that's a technically a bad ninja, like, they're the evil ninjas, but they're not really evil. They just had to go evil for certain circumstances. And then, like, they're technically, they work for the good guys, but, like, they're not, they're basically mercenaries at this point, so they they pretend to be evil but they're not technically evil they're just mercenaries and i think that's kind of cool because it sends a a dichotomy of are evil ninjas really evil are good ninjas really good you know Mm, i like that that's cool that's neat Mm -hmm. Very neat
0: well that's all that games that we love that everybody hates uh yeah i i wonder what pringle would have been maybe you know, I was gonna say Kingdom Hearts 3, but I think actually he hates that game too. So, like, I don't know what it would be because he was talking about that game. I thought, I think maybe he thought he was gonna like it and then he played it and was like, oh, this is trash. So, we'll have to the ask. Thing, him.
1: The thing I, I don't enjoy about Kingdom Hearts is that I get it, they fixed the problem, which is basically they made um, the collection series. But oh my god, dude, if you originally wanted to get into Kingdom Hearts, you had to have every console known to man to get into the series. And then you had to play the mobile games, which both of them got canceled. That had a lot of lore that then they just made a movie about both of them.
0: No, thanks. It's just no thanks. Barrier to entry is too much.
1: There's too much of a barrier to entry. And also when you play the game, like you need to understand the lore because if you don't like characters are going to say some dumb, random stuff. Like I remember listening to was it Tom Hanks trying to explain things as Woody? See, and I was like, bro, if if Tom Hanks wasn't given a shit ton of money from Square Enix <laughs> and Disney, I feel like he would be like, what the fuck am I reading right now? See, D- Zeno Heart?
0: Darkness? What? <laughs> see, the lore, I think, is so silly to me, because I actually watched my friend play KH3, and I was like, I just don't... I don't really see the reason for these properties to be intermingled together. in one world. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. But listen, I'm not hating. I'm just hating. So, <laughs> okay. I don't care. Play what you want. But I just think that concept of that game is a little, a little sus.
1: I think that's the biggest gripe a lot of people have with, like, Kingdom Hearts is that it feels like a lot of these characters in these worlds are just shoehorned in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just, like, I don't know. I don't want to see Woody... With a bunch of, you know, weeb characters. Like, I, I don't want to see that. Like, Woody should be with other toys. But listen, maybe I'm just a boomer. And you know what boomers do? They take breaks. Because they got to drink water. So we got one more break. And then we'll come back with our uh, take a flyer and wrap up section. So we will be right back. Watch all these Kingdom Hearts fans are going to come after me. He's like, actually, you have no idea what you're talking about. The reason Woody is in the game is because the soul society is trying to
1: make Soul society <laughs> we we brought bleach into this dlc <laughs> it's
0: a dlc broken we have made it yet again the final segment of the podcast take a flyer slash wrap up and we got a, a few games here and a little bit of final news. I technically could have read that news last week, but I missed it. So that's on me. But a few games that I kind of wanted to highlight that I also found interesting. I guess technically I could have put those in the initial news, but these are more so just uh, take a flyer on these because they're, they're cute. So this one is Mr. Sun's Hatbox. So this is a slapstick roguelite Platformer in a pixel art style very reminiscent of enter the gungeon if you've ever played that Uh, Looks funny really fun. You can upgrade your base your team your tools your weapons all that stuff Take on missions and I love that the premise for mr Sun's hat box is uh, just Reclaiming people's hats. So those are your missions. You got to find their hats and uh, Find your own as well. This one is coming theme sometime in 2023 There might be a demo available. I don't know. You'll have to check. I think a couple of these games do have demos, but uh, that one I actually put on my wishlist. It's just a cute little funny game. And um, I love silly slapstick humor like that. So I definitely put that on my wishlist. This one is more my cup of tea as far as the theme of it. Saviorless, a narrative-driven dark fantasy action platformer with all hand-drawn art and animation. So this one seems super close to a game I actually just beat a few months back, Gris, which is a narrative-driven platformer, puzzle platformer, uh, telling you a story through art and player interpretation. Gris was a beautiful game to play. I get a lot of those same vibes from Saviorless. So take a flyer on that. It looks neat. Demo is available now on Steam. Very good looking. Next one is Mega Man the Oma- or the Ode to Mega Man, the game. Gravity Circuit, the flashy action 2D platformer made for modern gaming fans that want some nostalgia in their life. So like I said, this is basically a giant Ode to Mega Man and the series, but with more modern combat mechanics and features, this one also looks neat. Uh, Pringle might like this one because I know he's a Mega Man fan. Demo is available right now on Steam. It looks fast, really like a fast little... Pixel art, platformer, shooter sort of
1: ish. Looks neat. It's a Mega Man game. Yeah, it's, it's a Mega I've Man. Seen, I, saw the, I saw the trailer for it. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it's uh, just a little more modern take on Mega Man. The last one is something that I should have read last week, but I, we didn't get time or it just didn't show up in my email right away. Sony. What is Sony doing? PlayStation five consoles, prices rise in select regions anywhere from three to 13%, depending on where you're at. Now, luckily you and I dodged that bullet. Not that I would ever buy a PlayStation, but if I wanted to, it would still be the same price because the US did not get the price hike, but there are a lot of countries that did. For example- I already have
1: I already have mine right there. So, yeah, so I dodged that bullet.
0: Yeah, you're golden. Uh, so, Sony said that inflation is too high, so you got to give them more monies in select area. Europe up their price from 499 euros to 459. The UK went from 449 pounds to 479. Japan went from 49,980 49, yen to 54,980 yen. And then Australia went from $700, 750 Australian dollars. To eight hundred, so those are some significant price hikes, especially the ones that are go up ten percent. So if you want a PlayStation Five, you're paying a lot more. Which I understand that uh, sometimes when they make these consoles, they make them really close to barely making profit after you include all the parts and everything. But
1: I don't from know. What from what I've from what I've been out. told, from what I've been told is that every console when it comes out, is sold on a loss. Mm -hmm. Because they don't... Like, it's gonna cost way too much to make these items. It actually costs more for them to build and distribute this than they're gonna get back when you buy it. But, they set it at a loss because once they get you in your ecosystem and you start buying games, that's how they make their money back. through the games.
0: So, it looks like they're trying to make more money on the hardware part. Now, from what I read the main reason for the price hike in those select region is because of the fact that the yen is not as strong because it's been in the
1: past oh the yen is actually a lot weaker than it used to be i remember back in the day when i was in japan uh the yen was basically a 1 to 1 ratio where it was like if you give uh a, if you put a 100 uh if you give them a dollar they're going to give you 100 yen hmm. so basically like you would understand that basically a $1 dollar is 100 yen and so, basically, any change you had would be equal to the amount of yen, And right? Right. But now, I saw, like, a dollar is, like, 138 yen or 150 yen or something like that. And I'm like, wait, what happened to the yen? So, I don't know. I think that the yen might start dying soon.
0: I don't know. I am not sure. But, uh, hey, at least Japan didn't put their official currency on crypto. Wasn't there a country that did that? And now they're like bankrupt. <laughs>
1: uh, I remember something like
0: that. I there was that. one that country. Was... I remember that did that. And, uh, NG as they say. So yeah, that's all we have for the take a fly wrap up. Um, and episode two is pretty much in the books broken. We made it. We're one co-host short, but we made it. And episode two, was a flying success.
1: Hey, uh, in our how little long? Airboat. How long have, oh, wow, look at that. We're less than two hours in I already. Know. We're already done. It is, it's uh,
0: it's amazing what you can accomplish. And we took a few breaks, no gnats were killed in the filming of this episode, but maybe next time. Uh, broken, I don't have much to leave our listeners with. I guess, hey, if you want to talk to us, not on the podcast, you can join our Discord us there, Patreon, all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to be working on in between. I really want to actually do the video for Ride to Orbis, talking about that ride. But our work week was a little inconsistent with my hours. So, boo, my job. But uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll get that done. Next week, I hope we get Pringle back. I hope we can talk a little bit about our spoiler slash review discussion episode. So, that'd be cool. And, yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about more games and more shenanigans. That's all I got. Broken, you got anything before we get Um uh,
1: Actually, it's something to do with the FGC. Okay. Because it's the latest FGC buzzwords. There's two things. It's one is that, like, Hitbox. DNF, DNF Duel is dying because everyone hates the game now that the game got balanced the way people wanted it to be balanced. And so, game's dead. Look, here's my thing. Don't listen to Sonic Soul. If I were you, if I were you, some nice, fledgling, young, aspiring person who's like, I like fighting games. You go on Twitter, literally, first thing you do, mute Sonic Soul. <laughs> Your life will be <laughs> ten times better. All right. And two... What did he say? Now I'm interested. He basically is shit-talking uh, the game. is basically the reason why everybody hates the game now. He's he's uh, known
0: for some takes. Also, doesn't he, like, talk shit and then block everybody?
1: Yes. And so I'm now patiently awaiting my block from Sonic Soul because I just said this. Yeah. It'll come. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Anyways, my second thing is that... Oh, oh, what's this? Is this a hitbox? Oh, man. Doesn't matter what you play fighting games with. Just press buttons, Buzz. Okay? It's been a big topic, right?
0: People are talking online about how hitbox players are cheaters because they don't have to use an analog,
1: but because it's... they don't have to use a joystick. and then people are saying, which is true, that like if they were if they can't play fighting games, if they use a a lever anymore because the lever will literally destroy their hand. And so they said, I picked up a hitbox because I want to keep playing fighting games. and I'm like, you know what? Some people like fighting games so much that they figured out how to keep playing them without like destroying their hand. And you know what? You know, it doesn't matter at the end of the day.
0: This is uh, this is why I think I kind of got frustrated with the FGC for a while there is because a lot of this stuff is cyclical with regards to the fact that the FGC gets bored easily with things that are happening. And then they just reach for whatever they haven't talked about within the last three months so it's either has to do with you know games are trash or community the beef year. you know yeah tier lists you know who's top tier um things at uh tournaments like you know what you should do should we play all 3 out of 5 or 2 out of 3 hitbox versus freaking pad or stick you know they just get bored so they just start talking about all these things that like we've talked about it it's been discussed Street fighter five is ass all this stuff like they have nothing else new to talk about so all they talk about is stuff that nobody cares to talk to about and uh i think the community really got jaded especially online for the longest time during the pandemic years because man there's just nothing going on so It's a broken record. It's a dead horse. And that's why I'm no longer in tune with that community as much as I was prior. A lot of typing on Twitter. Not enough pressing of the buttons regardless of the peripheral. And that's it. Broken? Like any week, it's been a pleasure here on Ride to Orbis. We'll be back, hopefully, three-man deep on this airship. And, uh, yeah. We'll see y'all later. Slimes? Slimes? Are we going with slimes?
1: <laughs> Let us know. Slimes is, I think slimes are great because, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Slimes
1: know. can actually work for Ride to Orbius because we're a maple store adjacent. Orbius. <laughs> Orbis. <Orbeez. but> <laughs> My bad. I love saying Orbius yeah. at this point. I'm yeah. probably going to say Orbius now. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no, the MapleStory fans are not getting out of their chair to tell me how bad it is. Dude,
0: the MapleStory fans are so old, they're at work. <laughs> <laughs> they're not listening to no podcast. But uh, yeah, we'll be back. Hopefully Pringle will be back, and hopefully the listeners will have a name. If not, hey, we'll, we'll keep workshopping it. We'll figure it out. But until next time, my name is Max Pleister. I was joined by... You're not going to say your name? No name? Oh, Broken Wing. (laughs) My name is Broken
1: Wing. Pringle the Two.
0: And uh, yeah, appreciate all of you for listening. And we'll see you all next time.
1: Peace. Have a good one, everyone.